So when, uh, especially when you get into tough matches and you're tired, yeah, it's late in the match, and you really got to fight to get uh, get those extra points or keep your opponent from scoring, and you're just stuck between a, a rock and a hard place where you can't let up and kind of let yourself relax. You really got to push through the pain and keep fighting, otherwise you're going to get taken down, you're going to lose the match. And uh, in CrossFit, it's always been an evolving thing mentally since you started the sport. Um, just getting better and better at being comfortable when you are in a lot of pain or you're really tired and you're getting deep into a workout. But uh, it's a very valuable thing to have, um, knowing how to relax once you get in those situations. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear, love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. We have talked about this. It started on games weekend that our podcast wanted to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. You hit a thousand subscribers. It allows you to do so much more. Uh, You have the ability to go live from different events, things like that. And games weekend, we really wanted to kind of go live and do some commentary of the games, but we couldn't because we don't have enough subscribers. So I reached out to Dave and uh, he has, agreed to sponsor this kind of giveaway that we're doing in our road to a thousand. And that is every time we hit a new century mark, we're going to give away an RX jump rope, the original RX jump rope. You get to pick the colors, you get to pick the the thickness of the rope. Um, but we want to give away a rope every, every hundred new subscribers we get. The key to that is you have to be a public profile when you subscribe, hit that subscribe button. If you're public, I get to see your name. And so that way we can draw from those names and give away that jump rope every hundred subscribers. And so we are super stoked about this. Uh, We wanted to do something fun with it. And Dave and his team came up with this kind of concept and we're really excited to keep moving forward with that. Yeah, we're excited to help you along with that. And something I didn't tell you, but I might as well, I might as well put it out there. We're going to throw some other little goodies in there. We're not going to say what they are, but, uh, and it may be different every single time, but whoever, uh, whoever wins is going to get some extra little stuff in there. So it should be oh, fun. That's awesome. And so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell your family, because the faster we get to the next century mark, the next time we draw for another rope and you're, you're involved, whether you are the first subscriber 
or the thousandth subscriber, you're still eligible to win uh, in these in these giveaways. So, and now off to this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. We're gonna have a yeah, have absolutely. a fun hour, hopefully. Um, you mentioned work on the farm, yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna just jump right into it because I'm from the East Coast, and when I hear somebody's from Iowa you know, I pretty much think of your stereotypical farm life. So how, did you grow up in Iowa? Yeah, uh, I grew up in Southeast Iowa and uh, I just work on my family's farm. Uh, we've got pigs, cows, and uh, grow corn and soybeans and things such as that. I love it. So, so do you uh, have uh, milk cows or beef cows? Beef cows. Beef and cows. Beef. Nice. Very cool. Yep. Do you have a big family, brother, sisters? I've got a brother and a sister. My sister lives in Washington State. Uh, she works in the wine industry out there. So that's a little bit like agriculture, too. She works with uh, growing the wine and uh, also a lot with the marketing side of it now, too. And then my brother, he works on the forest, start raising dogs. So he's got a few dogs now and he's going to add that to the farm. Is he, he's breeding those dogs? Mm -hmm. What kind of dogs? I'm a huge dog fan. Uh, he's got a beagle. He's got some St. Bernard's, um, some mini wow. American Eskimos and uh, some labs. And uh, he's got another little breed. I can't think of the name. <laughs> it's a little breed. They got curly hair. They're pretty cute. Yeah. Do you have a dog? Of your own? Yeah, we've got a Beagle and uh, a Mastiff Lab mix and a uh, an American Bulldog. Boy, that, that Mastiff Lab mix must be huge. Yeah, yeah she's pretty big. Mm -hmm. I like the big she's dogs. real nice, so it's, it's always funny. The biggest dog is always the most timid. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that the truth? <laughs> So, so growing up, Cole, um, what kind of sports did you play? I hear basketball um, was an early sort of endeavor of yours, um, and then obviously wrestling. But let's talk about sort of the things that you dabbled in at school. Uh, so growing up in like elementary school, I played football, basketball, and baseball. Uh, kind of just doing all sorts of things. And then got into middle school, and that's when I started wrestling. So at our middle school, you could do uh, like the basketball season and then you could do the second half of wrestling. So that's when I first started wrestling. I tried out for the second half and I liked it a lot more than basketball. I was a lot better at wrestling than basketball. And uh, <clears throat> so from then on, I just played football and wrestling. And uh, after my freshman year of high school is when wrestling really became my main sport and I really developed a passion for it and started wrestling kind of all off season and going to camps and really focusing my training on that. And uh, that was a really great experience uh, being in the sport of wrestling. And I cut a lot of weight in high school and uh, that's never fun, but definitely learn a lot about discipline and uh, mental toughness and things like that. And uh, Wrestling is one of those sports where you have to work really hard to be good. It's really hard to get by on, on talent. Uh, you know, in football, if you're naturally really fast or you're really big, you can be pretty good. You don't have to put in 
a ton of work and at the high school level, but wrestling, you have to work really hard just even be an average wrestler because uh, it's a little bit like CrossFit in my mind because if you have uh, natural talent attributes that help you in one area, it's going to hurt you in another. You have a lot of type one muscle fibers, maybe you're really explosive, but then in that third period, you're going to get tired if you don't really focus on conditioning and things like that. So um, after my senior year of wrestling, I was kind of burnt out and I was ready to be done. And that's when I made the transition to CrossFit once I got into college. Um, so did you start CrossFit though in high school? No, uh, the first time I did CrossFit was um, right before I turned 19 uh, CrossFit Kilo in Cedar Falls. I moved up there to go to school at University okay. of Northern Iowa. And um, so I just did a Google search and CrossFit gyms in the area and showed up at Kilo and had no idea that at the time they were kind of like a big presence at the regional scene and the games with teams and stuff like that. Yeah, doing my first CrossFit workout there, it was, was 21-15-9 wall balls and burpees and some my uh, workout. <laughs> well, so I did a little research on you and I saw the interview that you did at um, one of the state championship wrestling meets where you took second place and people were asking you about your aspirations for college and were you talking to colleges about wrestling and you mentioned in that interview that you were you were potentially going to compete in CrossFit so were you saying that before you had actually started CrossFit? Yeah um it was probably my junior year of high school when I I think I just did channels on tv and uh they were showing one of the the games, I don't remember what the event was, but they were running on the beach and they were doing pull-ups and things like that. And I kind of thought that was pretty cool. And then I started looking into it. And I really, as my senior year came in wrestling, I decided I was not going to continue in college. I really didn't have the passion for it anymore. <clears throat> and I didn't really want to do it just to do it. Um, in high school, the goal was to be a state champ. And if I was going to wrestle in college, was going to be to be a national champ. Um, so I didn't want to do it. I really didn't have a passion for it anymore. So, um, yeah, but colleges were talking to me about wrestling. And uh, my dad pushed me pretty hard to wrestle in college, but it is not something I was interested in. I wanted to try CrossFit. I had never, never done it before at that time. But sometimes you just know, and I knew it was something I wanted to try, and I really liked it right away. I really liked the training, and I still do. I, I think that's incredible that, you know, you had the wherewithal to sort of even come out and say that when you knew people would be listening, you know, locally that were looking for you and expecting you to sort of do, go one one path and for you to choose something that, you know, you sort of had a hunch about but hadn't really tried yet, I think is really remarkable. Um, so that was what, 2017, 2018? Yeah, so I graduated high school in 2016, and um, I had shoulder surgery that May from injury and wrestling. So I didn't start CrossFit until my second semester of college. So it was right in the beginning of 2017 when I signed up at CrossFit Kilo. So that was your first right open, open, right before the Open. Yeah. And then it didn't take long before you qualified with your team to go to the CrossFit Games. 
yeah, in 2018, we qualified. Um, so there's a couple of us that had hopes of qualifying individually, um, but we just kind of missed the cut. I think I was 40 something in the region. We took top 20 and Kenzie Cald Caldwell, another girl on the team, I think she was just a few spots from qualifying individually. She was individual the year before. So um, there's a few of us that just missed out on going individual, but we did well enough to qualify as a team. And that was really a lot of fun. Uh, training with Kinsey and Daniel and Megan Lehman and just that whole team environment is before that I think I'd only done one competition before so we kind of jumped right into it and it was Unreal. a really good learning experience being around all them. Yeah so what was it like in 2018 then sort of sharing the field with you know legends in uh, in the sport of CrossFit did you have sort of like idols idols early on were you sort of uh, were you fanboying at all that year yeah like i i'd watched the rich phony documentary and i read his book and all that stuff but um once you compete against him for me that all kind of just went away and i just mad that he was beating us <laughs> that uh <laughs> fanboying stopped pretty quick after that that competitive spirit um i want to ask you the transition from from wrestling where you know, you're cutting weight and, and, you know, really sort of developing this weird relationship with food and things like that. What was it like then to sort of apply what you knew to nutrition to help fuel your body for CrossFit? Well, it definitely helped a lot just having, uh, so I did a lot of research and I read a lot of books in high school about nutrition because I was cutting a lot of weight and I wanted to fuel my body as well as I could on a limited number of calories. So that gave me a little bit of a background going into CrossFit with nutrition. And the big difference was, uh, you know, in high school, cutting weight, you kind of get your body fat percentage down to the lowest allowable level. We're not really supposed to go below a certain percentage. So then from there, it's just cutting water. And uh, then going into CrossFit, um, it's like the total opposite. You, I have to kind of force myself to eat most days and try and drink as much water as I can. Um, you know, the big problem, a lot of people have a problem with, uh, you know, they're trying to kind of cut down their calories or have uh, less nutrient dense food to fill themselves up. But I'm, I eat a lot of nutrient dense food. I eat a lot of meat and dairy products and eggs and so I don't have a lot of time to eat and I don't really have a huge appetite. So it's hard for me to get all my macros in. Right, what are, what do your macros look like? these days? Oh, the past few months, I've kind of been changing from a little bit less carbs, a little bit more fat. And part of that is because of some of the reading I've done. And um, part of it is also because it's really hard to get good carbs, you have to get so many of them, you know, you can mm -hmm. only eat so much rice or vegetables. And so I wanted to try doing my body with a little bit more fat in my diet. And that's felt really good. Uh, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel training, but um, it's been feeling really good. Training's been feeling good. Um, it's been good for recovery. And uh, yeah, so good. protein, good. I'm probably around 200, and, 200 to 240 grams a day. And then uh, fat and carbs is around, I think I'm at 35% fat for my macros. Um, I pretty much eat the same thing every day now, so I can't remember the exact numbers. 
But yeah, the carbs and protein around 30 to 35 and fat makes up the rest of it. Nice. Certainly probably a lot more than I get to eat. So I'm just jealous. That's all. <laughs> so, so going back to the sort of the heels of the game. So you guys, you know, make it as a team. Um, clearly it seems like you still have these like individual, you know, you're set, you're, you've set your sights on um, qualifying as an individual. And then, I don't know, you go to Dubai. <laughs> How did that transpire? It seems like the last place in the world, you know, well, this, um... this kid from Iowa would go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a strange experience just seeing the different climate and uh, different culture over there, but it was really neat. Um, so it was a first sanctioned event for this new format, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to go to it. And I did the qualifier with Luke Schaefer from CrossFit Kilo 2 in Iowa City. And uh, if we qualified, we're like, yeah, we'll go, but we weren't didn't really have a heart to sit on it. And we ended up both qualifying. I think I qualified in fourth, but Hepner was in front of me and he declined his invite. So I ended up being third in the qualifier. And I think it was a Sunday that I confirmed my invite. And then the following day at the farm, I had hurt my back and leg pretty bad. I ended up having uh, some minor tears to my Achilles, my calf and my hamstring. And at the time, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I thought it would be two or three weeks and I'd be ready to go. But um, it didn't really heal well before Dubai. So I was kind of competing on one leg there, but I still wanted to go and try. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was still a good experience. Uh, the outcome wasn't what I hoped it would be. I can't imagine that AK sand run was any fun on an injured leg. No, <laughs> yeah. That, um, the main thing was my calf and my Achilles, it took the longest to heal. Um, even at the time we were in Dubai, I was doing kind of some rehab stuff for my legs still. And um, I couldn't do more than like four or five calf raises at a time before it would just kind of give out. Wow. Um, so yeah, that running, the running was really hard. Uh, it just kind of like walking, like even when I was walking, I couldn't have any push off of it. There was no, no juice in it. Yeah. But that's how it goes sometimes. How was, uh, how was the open water swimming for you? I imagine, you know, you're pretty landlocked in Iowa, um, even at the games in 18. Um, was that a big, was that a big sort of surprise for you? Um, yeah, before, so I first started training CrossFit and I knew I was going to get better at swimming sometime. I never really swam in an environment like that. So going in, I was like, oh, I'm kind of a good swimmer. We'll see how it goes. But as soon as I started training swimming, I realized very quickly that I was a very bad swimmer. But um, we spent a lot of time in the water getting ready for that 2018 game season. And uh, one of our teammates, Daniel, he was actually Amish growing up and he had never really swam before. Games, uh, the swim was 500 meters in the open water. And we ended up, he ended up swimming for 500 meters and that was the first time in his life he'd swam that far. But he had, he'd come a long ways uh, from where he started. But uh, for me at the games in 2018, the swim wasn't really a big deal because we were just kind of keeping pace with Daniel. I was going to say, he probably made you look good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in Dubai, the swim was actually my best event because I didn't have to use my calf very much. 
Um, so I was pretty confident in the water at that point. I could hold my own. Um, yeah, uh, there was a comp in, the, uh, in Iowa this summer, and there was rumors that there's going to be swimming in it. It was a central regional run by CrossFit Kilo and CrossFit OC3. And so I started talking trash to all my buddies. I was going to beat them in the swim, but I hadn't swim since Dubai at that time. So then I started swimming all the time to back up my trash talk and we ended up not having a swimming event. So that was just funny, but. I love it. Do you think, um, you know, knowing now that Dubai pro probably is not going to be part of the CrossFit season, but more of like on the outside and like just prize money, do you think you'd ever go back there? Do you think you, do you have a desire to go back there? Yeah, I would definitely go back if it uh, fit kind of into my schedule. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of glad that the, some events like Rogue, probably Dubai, and Waterpalooza are not going to be within the game season because it sounds like we're going to a little bit like a regional format. So we're not going to get to pick the venues we compete at. So it'll still be nice to have that option of competing at different places around the U.S. and around the world. Yeah, and I am at before yeah. Dubai. Had you had any opportunities to really travel that much? Had you been outside the country? No, that was my first time outside the country for Dubai, and I think that was my second individual competition. But um, I went I went up there with uh, so Street Horner used to train at Kilo Two in Iowa City, and he was living in Dubai. And then uh, Luke Schaefer from Kilo Two qualified as well, so I got to kind of hang out with them up there, and that helped a lot just um, for my first kind of big individual comp having those guys around me. Right. So, so next was the Rogue Invitational. Was that the next uh, individual competition that we would have heard of that you've done? Yeah, yeah, that, yep. Yeah, so that one, you were sort of chasing Chandler Smith all weekend, right? You, you and he had both, you know, not yeah. earned a spot at the games and, you know, he had probably one of the competitions of his lifetime um, there that day or that weekend. Um, what was it like, at, I mean, you know, Rogue always does such a nice job with everything. Um, how fun was it to be in sort of a smaller group of athletes um, in that more intimate setting? You know, did it feel like the games? Oh yeah, it is. Uh, so I've been to Dubai and Granite Games and some other sanctioned events, but Rogue was, it's kind of the gold standard. Um, it was a lot like the games, Every, like from, just the way that the format was and the gym and workouts and getting to do events outside. And it was very, very well run to that. And a lot of people expected the same thing better. Yeah, it was a great opportunity. And uh, I'm really glad that I got to go again this year. And that's definitely a competition that I'll be trying to qualify for every year. It's uh, just one that you gotta be at. Yeah. So I was, um, I was just watching the Amanda um, workout from 2019 and um, you're a pretty strong gymnast. Did that, did you ever have any gymnastics training or did you just start hanging from rigs when you started CrossFit? Um, no, I never did any gymnastics. The first time I did a rig muscle up was when I got to CrossFit Kilo uh, 2017, but um I feel like training and wrestling really helped me transition into that because it's a lot of 
you train a lot of muscle endurance and body weight stuff in wrestling. You do a lot of pull-ups and push-ups and things like that. So I think that's um, a major thing that helped me in moving into the gymnastic movements and crossfit was my wrestling background. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we hear people talk about wrestling and how it's such an athletic sport and probably one of the most athletic sports. Um, it also sort of tests, tests your mind a little bit too. You have to kind of go to that dark place and it's just you and, and somebody else. Um, knowing that that really helped you prepare for the sport of CrossFit, was there, is there any sort of components that you struggled with at first? Um, in CrossFit? Yeah. Uh, definitely would be the Olympic lifts. Um, in high school, I did uh, lifting for football. So we did like power cleans and very basic stuff like that. But, you know, going into CrossFit, I didn't know the difference between a power clean and a squat clean. And I'd never snatch before. So that's really been a, a point of emphasis for me in training is getting better at the technical side of those and also um, just some movements like rowing and running and wobble is just because of my height. But uh, so I, I do those a lot in training, but it's also nice because because of my height, um, there's other movements I don't need to train nearly as much. Like I don't spend a lot of time on hands and push-ups or pull-ups and things like that. So I have more time to focus on rowing and wall balls and those kinds of things. Okay. And so you, you were unable to qualify in 19. The 2020 season comes around. You've got the Open just right on the heels of the games in October. And then before the world shut down, um, did you have plans to do sanctioned events? And if so, can you tell us which ones? Yeah, so um, obviously Rogue, but... Uh, they got the sanctional title or whatever taken away from going online. And then uh, I was going to compete at that, but obviously that got canceled too. Um, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit there. Did you say the Atlas Games or Asbury Park? Asbury Park in Asbury. New Jersey. Okay, and then what, was there something before the Rogue Invitational? I competed at Mayhem. Oh, that's right. That's where, that's where I met you. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, we were we were chatting it up a little bit while we were watching some of the other ones. How how cool was that? I mean, did you fall in love with Cookville as much as I did when you spent some time down there? And had you been there before? I've been to Nashville before for regionals, but I've never been to Cookville, and it was really nice. I can see why so many people have been moving there. It's kind of got uh, the small town feel, but um, you can do all the stuff you want to do in a big city too. But you know, it's kind of got the best both sides you can or you can kind of be in cookville and try 15 minutes and you're kind of out in the sticks place yeah it's it's like it's like being in a in a farm town but sort of still being kind of close to civilization um okay so that one did you have a favorite event from that weekend yeah, it was a handstand push-up and squat clean workout. <laughs> yeah, you I pretty much crushed that one. <laughs> Very impressive. And so then you went on to the Rogue Invitational, the online format. Um, some people say that you are more of an online 
type guy than an in-person guy. Um, you tend to do very well sort of, you know, with the camera on you in your own space, you know, doing your thing. And then, you know, just based on in-person competitions, that seems to be something that you, you just don't have a whole lot of experience with because you've, you know, only done a handful. Um, would you say that's accurate? And, and how do you sort of try to try to overcome that in the world of COVID? online competitions and qualifiers than I have on in-person. I think part of that also is uh, different movements that we see in online events versus in-person. Uh, we don't usually see it like running in an in-person event or, uh, or in an online event or swimming. And those are two things I really have been focusing on and training to get better at. But uh, you know, on online, you see a lot of like, uh, see a lot more things like pull-ups and uh, handstand push-ups and uh, Light bar that I'll cycle and those are things I'm pretty good at. So I think a lot of it is just a different movement bias that we see in online versus in person. Mm -hmm. And I guess we have to say congratulations for your win just a couple weeks ago on the trials finals. That was yeah, an exciting I, I weekend. Really yeah. So Funny story, and I think I may have already talked about this on, an, on another episode, but you and I were sort of setting up this interview during that weekend, and I was working behind the scenes, so I had already known, I knew that you won, because I had seen all the videos beforehand, and it was really hard not to, you know, congratulate you before it was time. I kept checking with you on Sunday, like, did you, have you seen it? Is it over? Because <laughs> I wanted to congratulate you, but tell, tell everybody what you told me about when I said it must be really nice to be competing on a weekend where you can go have dinner with your girlfriend and just sort of relax. Cause that was not, you were not relaxed that weekend watching. No, no that was way more stressful than actually competing in person because you just kind of have to sit there and you watch your video and you, you see your performance and you know what you got to when you try to kind of figure out based on the other guys' face if they're going to beat it or not and there's nothing you can do. Yes. Had to sit there and watch them. Yeah, that was way more stressful and than actually competing in person because you just sit there all day and you're waiting for the next event and you're gonna watch it. And, yeah, yeah I didn't. Sure. I hadn't considered that to be you know something that would that would stress you out, but I imagine it did. Do you do any like was it sort of cringeworthy to watch yourself? Kind of like when you know you hear yourself recorded you know, you hear your voice and it sounds weird. Was it, was it awkward to like watch you as it was happening with other people? I guess you've probably seen footage of you competing before, but knowing it was kind of like real time. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it was more just like when I would uh, make a mistake in the workout or take too long in a transition or something that I was like, ah, come on. So that was kind of the hardest part to watch, seeing those yeah. things and wanting to like cheer yourself on, but you know, it's already happened. So. Not much you can do at that point. Did you have any kind of like a, a watch party or anything? Um, no, I just, my girlfriend came saved me that weekend. She still lives up in Cedar Falls. She's got another year left of school, okay. but she came down that weekend and I was kind of watching my family with her. Good. So I have a, I have a quick question, Colton, um, because you're friends with Street, and he was in the competition as well. Did you know his scores going into the weekend? Did you guys share or did you just let the video play out? 
No, um, I didn't talk to him about it really. Um, once we saw the who qualified for the finals, it was tempting to reach out and be like, hey, what what'd you get on these events to kind of see where we placed ahead of time. But um, no, I didn't do any of that. It was tempting, no. <laughs> that would be tempting. That would be tempting. So um, you mentioned your girlfriend still has another year in school. Are you still in school? Are you studying? Nope, I graduated last year, last okay. May. Okay, and you got a degree in what? Got a degree in business with an emphasis in finance. I've been using that uh, to kind of work on the finances of the farm, and um, it's been a pretty valuable tool so far. And and uh, just a lot of the capital budgeting stuff is very valuable in the accounting stuff. Yeah, that's solid. Do you plan to? Um, is the farm going to stay in the family? Is that something that you? are most likely going to stick with? Yep. Uh, so my plan going forward is, uh, so right now I just kind of work, I get paid wage, wages from my dad and uncle for working for them. They're the owners of the farm. So I just kind of want to work just enough right now to kind of get by financially and focus the rest of my time on training. But uh, going forward, I would, uh, I've been looking at kind of the possibility of starting to raise pasture pigs and kind of getting into that market and uh, trying to sort out some of the problems uh, with getting into that market and making a living off that. But that's kind of going to be my five or 10 year plan down the road. Okay. Were you, uh, were you FFA as a kid? No, I pretty much spent, I was at the farm a lot, but I didn't do, um, I didn't show pigs or anything like that. Okay, FFA, Future Farmers time. of America, for anyone uh, that in sports. Yep. doesn't know. I was, uh, I was Googling mm -hmm. you a couple last week, I guess, and when I put in, um, you know, Cole Mertens, Iowa, some, this Future Farmer of America video came up. <laughs> and so I had to watch the whole thing just oh. to see that you were not <laughs> in it. <laughs> but I met a lot of people from like yeah. Missouri who were in uh, the, the FFA. It was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a big thing down here, right? So how do you feel about this new season? So many changes in CrossFit um, in your sport over the last, pretty much since you started, right? The first year you went to regionals, they took regionals away. Then they have sanctionals before yeah. the game or before the open even happens. So you've got that whole backfill, you know, nonsense going on. And then we have an open, we have a pandemic. Um, this year, you know, it seems like COVID's not really going away necessarily. It's still going to be a factor for a lot of competitions. But how are you feeling going in, knowing that you did so well in the trials, and it looks like the Open is going to be very similar in terms of equipment, um, implements, and and workouts. So that's got to that's got to have you feeling pretty confident going into this next season. Yeah, I'm really excited for the open. Uh, training has been going really well. Uh, it's nice to have kind of a structure laid out for us for the season. Uh, as far as the qualifying process goes, um, I try not to worry about it too much. It'll be what it'll be. And my girl, my goal is to be at the game. So if I got to go through a tough road to get there, it doesn't matter. It's just what we got to do. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the first stage of the open is going to have very few um, movements in it and it looks like it might only be three events but I think that top 10% goal is not something that 
a lot of athletes at this level are too worried about. So I've been focusing a lot of my time on uh, training my weaknesses and getting ready for what might happen in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. So I've just been doing a whole lot of rowing and wall balls and running and things like that that I know I really need to work on. Um, most of the movements that we're going to see in the open, I think I'm pretty good at. So I've just really been using this time to focus on my weaknesses. So I have a quick question for you, Colton, uh, and it kind of pertains to wrestling a little bit and the open. When you're in the quarterfinals or you're in the, the semifinals, you're going to have to go into that dark place. And and we had Chris Spieler on um, a while ago, and he was a college wrestler. And he said that when you're wrestling, you're always in an uncomfortable position. Like when you, and so that helped him go to the dark place because he was used to that uncomfortable position during wrestling. Do you, do you notice that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in a, especially when you get into tough matches and you're tired and it's late in the match and you really got to fight to get, uh, get those extra points or keep your opponent from scoring and you're just stuck between a, a rock and a hard place where you can't let up and kind of let yourself relax. You really got to push through the pain and keep fighting. Otherwise you're going to get taken down. You're going to lose the match. And uh, in CrossFit, it's always been an evolving thing mentally since you started the sport. Um, just getting better and better at being comfortable when you are in a lot of pain or you're really tired and you're getting deep into a workout. But uh, it's a very valuable thing to have, um, knowing how to relax once you get in those situations, um, especially in workouts. Like I did the 10,000 event. They do an event every month. And last month, it was seven minutes of burpees. I've done that a couple of times before. And those are always the worst workouts because you know how bad it's going to hurt. And you get a few minutes in, and you kind of start to get those thoughts in your head. Like, uh, do I really want it that bad? Because I know how bad this is going to hurt. And that's when you really have to just kind of have a gut check and push through it and be willing to put yourself in a lot of pain and discomfort and go into those dark places. And, and be comfortable with that. Yeah, one thing that I've found that has actually helped is, um, so like when I shower, I'll take a normal shower and then I'll turn the water as cold as it can go. And I'll just make myself stand there until I can become comfortable with the water and kind of, kind of collect my thoughts and relax. And that's actually helped quite a bit. Um, but just relaxing when you get really tired or uncomfortable in the workout. That's something that I've done. Wow. Nice. You, you mentioned, Colton, that your dad um, was really, um, a, you know, a big influence in you for you growing up, along with like your club wrestling coaches and things like that. Did you, um, how do they feel about what you're doing now? Now that, you know, you're not wrestling. Um, is your dad super supportive still and, and loving what you're doing now? I think he would rather that I wrestled, but like a lot of my coaches are glad to see the success that I've had now in CrossFit. And um, <clears throat> yeah, they've been really supportive. And I try to get back in the wrestling room once in a while when I have a deload week or a light week of training. And I try and get back in there and roll around with the, with the guys that are still competing or the high school guys. And I'm still trying to maintain relationships with them. But yeah, they're pretty supportive. And they reach out to me after competitions and stuff. And, it's been nice. Would you say um, your hometown, would you say that you're more well-known as a wrestler or a CrossFitter at this point? 
Mm, um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, obviously, CrossFit is not as well known as wrestling, but I've had a lot more success in CrossFit, you know, competing on the world stage versus just competing at the state level in wrestling. But um, yeah, as I compete more and uh, get out there more, it's starting to have a lot more recognition around here. And a lot of people see me training because I do a lot of running on the roads out here and through the through town. So a lot of people have seen me train and uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty supportive now. That's great. They know the kind of the hard work I've had to put in and trying to balance it with farming. Well, in Colton, in, in Iowa, wrestling is like the sport. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, I mean, it's, it's almost got a cult following in Iowa. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've seen uh, any of the, like the funny films that like Brett Fikowski's done. Um, like, I think maybe somebody did like a day in the life and they're driving around his hometown and they're pull, you know putting windows down and saying, "Hey, have you ever heard of this Fikowski guy?" And they're like, "Yeah, nope, never heard of him." You know, because no one knew about CrossFit. So when I asked you that question, I sort of pictured us like driving down to the country store and like asking the guy that works there, like, "Hey, you've heard of Colton Mertens?" And I'm sure he's going to be like, "Yeah, he's that wrestling kid, you know, from Mount Pleasant." And that's kind of why I asked the question. But I guess the goal is that we we drive down to the you know the post office and we ask the lady behind the desk who Colton Mertens is, and she says, "Yeah, he's the CrossFit Games athlete, right?" Yeah, I think it's definitely transitioning into that. Um, I grew up in a pretty small town, so pretty much everybody knew me from wrestling, and uh, they still kind of keep in touch and they see what I'm doing in CrossFit. So I think I think it's pretty well known now that I am a CrossFit athlete around here. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Well, we've got just some fun questions for you to wrap things up. Um, I'm going to get started. Uh, did you have any nicknames growing up? Um, you just, people just, just call me Mert or Murdy. It's short my last name. And now I've got, I've got the muscle hamster from Rogue. <laughs> um, people have called me the, I've called myself the water cheetah. Has not caught on yet, but I think there's a chance. There is a chance. And once I get I better it. at running, I'll transition into the, the land cheetah as well. Um, Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the muscle hamster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Micah Castle was the first person to call me that at Kilo 2 when I was doing the Dubai qualifiers. It was, so it was funny that Chase used the same nickname as well. All right, so, I, so what was your best uh, subject in school? play math. I'm, I'm pretty good at math. I'm not great at reading. I think I have a little bit of dyslexia. <laughs> I made the accounting classes at college pretty hard. <laughs> I got through them. And yeah, I like math. I like working with numbers and spreadsheets and I'm pretty good at it. And I think it's a pretty useful tool to have. So you can, you can add plates really fast. Oh yeah. No <laughs> problem adding plates. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, I had a question about uh, your coaches, but you already answered that. So I'll move on to uh, what is your favorite benchmark workout? Probably Mary. Mary. Okay. Right, that's the one with uh, handstand push-ups, pull-ups, and pistols, right? Yeah. So did you have a little uh, FOMO from the uh, 19 games when Mary popped up? Yeah. Um, I tested that in my garage. Um, Sometime last, I think it was the winter after those games. I think I got 
three or four rounds more than Wilson got, but it's obviously a very different environment. But right. I definitely would love to do that workout in a competition sometime. Yeah, that would be cool to watch you do for sure. Were you able to go strict on the handstand pushups like our girl Carrie Pierce, or did you have to kip? No, I kip. <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite lift? Oh, that's got to be. I really like training snatch, but I hate when it comes up in the competition because my one rep max is not up there. Um, my be my best lift is probably bench press or squat. Just with my anatomy helps a lot, and I've done those movements going back to high school. So I had a lot had a lot more time to train them than I have the Olympic lifts. But I really like to train snatch; it's just a fun lift. So with uh, with with football and wrestling, the power lifts are more like the training for that do you think you would have done well at the crossfit total yeah i def i would have had uh, a good chance to win it if i would have hit my best numbers um yeah i would have that's an event i hope comes up again it's already come up twice in the past two years so i don't know if we'll see it again anytime soon but that's when i would do well at definitely a lot better than uh the olympic lifts love it so what what do you uh, what do you do for fun to relax when you just need to decompress from all the training? <laughs> you just train more. <laughs> <laughs> I really like training, and uh, my first move back home, and I had uh, started farming full time, and I long days when I come home and I train by myself in the garage. Um, I had a hard time dealing with that stress just mentally. I uh, always think about having to train at the end of the day at the farm. But now I'm kind of in a place where I enjoy farming. And then I come home and I can come into the garage and turn on some music or listen to a podcast and just enjoy training for a few hours. And yeah, so like today's going to be a, supposed to be a rest day for me. Um, so I'll probably just do some wall balls at a low intensity and call it good. But it's hard to not just be in the garage all day I sure have nothing else to do yeah what kind of podcast do you listen to um i listen to uh flow wrestling's podcast and i listen to uh, talking elite fitness um i listened to your guys podcast with daniel bandon the other day nice so that was awesome. a fun one that was a fun one so um are there any uh crossfit athletes that you look up to um or as mentors even now that you're kind of coming up in the sport? Yeah, the first guy that comes to mind is Cole Sager. Uh, we got to talk a little bit at Rogue in Vigo. And he's, he's a really nice guy, a uh, great role model. And I enjoy following, following him on Instagram. And we spoke a little bit at Wadapalooza this last year. Uh, I went on an RX team uh, for just to find somebody from the and he competed in the elite a little bit but he's definitely my favorite other CrossFit athlete does he live uh, anywhere near your sibling that's out in Washington I'm not sure he might uh, Ooh, you might have I'm to find sure out where he lives out there my sister's in the Walla Walla area yeah okay maybe you could go visit yeah, and then, uh, sometime. yeah for sure so, so you mentioned a little bit, but let's talk about, you hear the saying all the time, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something that you've never done, right? 
So what are you doing differently this year that's going to get you closer to that individual ticket to the games? Um, I've always been pretty good about training my weaknesses, but I'm really kind of turning it into overdrive now. Um, I row and run and do wall balls five or six times days a week now. And uh, you know, I usually start off my training with a workout that involves those. And uh, I've, I've been doing a challenge, started on November 1st. I've been doing 100 wall balls a day at 30 pounds for 100 days. So I think today, 84, something like that. But I can already feel a big difference in my wall ball volume from that. Um, that and uh, being really disciplined with my sleep. Um, I usually would try and get like say eight hours in or maybe seven, I'd be fine with that. But I'm really trying to push it to get at least nine and also doing a lot more mobility work. And uh, it's taken a few months to notice a big difference from now. I can tell my body feels a lot better. Olympic wrist feel a lot better since I've been focusing a lot on my, my mobility. The 100 wall balls at 30 pounds just made me throw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been tough. Hey, I can't you know, do wall balls in my garage because the ceiling's too low. So I do them outside. Uh, I live in a brick house, so I just do them out right outside. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer when it's really cold out. You just get back from the farm, you shower, and like, oh, right, I'm not going to go back out in cold and do a bunch of wall balls. Well, I, I've, I've heard of another CrossFit champion who, you know, has a habit of attacking his weaknesses in, in a little bit of an insane manner like that. So I don't think you're on the right, on the wrong track there by, by trying yeah. to do that. So um, it sounds like you're on the right track for sure. I've got to talk a little bit about this hair, Colton. You, uh, you're usually <laughs> nice and clean cut and you got some lettuce yeah. going on back there. What's happening? Uh, it's a neck warmer. It's getting cold out of there. <laughs> It's a neck right. I love it. So, uh, so during it... COVID, uh, my girlfriend started cutting, cutting my hair. And uh, during the summer when I was training for Rogue, so I was just training in my garage and there's no AC and I don't have a fan or anything. So I kind of had the idea, like, right, I'll grow my hair out a little bit and uh, I'll train in the heat. Then I'll compete Rogue online at CrossFit Kilo in the AC and I'll get short hair and it'll be, my body will be really cool and used to it. And then after that, so Allie was cutting my hair. And then like the next time she cut it, she cut it into, I kind of started to grow a mullet in there since then. I just kind of been going with this. Okay. I mean, I was, my next question was going to be, does Allie approve? But clearly if Allie's sort <laughs> of the, the master behind it, then yeah. she clearly does approve. So we, we approve as well. That's good. Yeah. It was kind of a win-win for me because if she messed it up, she couldn't be mad that I looked bad because she cut it. And if it's good, then it's good. So, so what are your, what are your goals for this year? I know you said you want to make the games. Do you have, do you have a, po a spot aimed for to, to hit this year or? Um, I think I could get into the top 10 this year if I, if everything goes well with training and nutrition. Um, I was ninth at Rogue and they invited the top 10 from the games and another five guys who placed really highly. So I think I've shown that I can compete with those guys and I can beat some of them. And I'm really excited to, to see if my, how my training um, will show in the next competition. And I'm really excited for some running wall ball workouts and some running workouts. Actually, those are some things that have been really hard for me in the past, but I think 
um, I'm going to do very well when they come up again this season. So how did you like the online rogue event? Um, I actually got to judge during that event uh, with Saxon Pancheck and it was a blast for, for me. Um, and I know they really enjoyed it. How did you like it? Yeah, it was, it was really good once we got past the, the, the kind of awkwardness of like having a handful of people just stare at you while you're breathing really heavy in this workout because you couldn't have music and they couldn't cheer or anything. But once we got past that, it was really, it was really cool. And it was nice that we were all doing it at the same time. Um, so like, uh, we'd have people watching the live stream who were watching me and they would like kind of be get, telling me to go, go, go if I was close to somebody or so it was kind of like competing in person a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really glad that Real got that workout and pulled it off. Yeah, I told Saxon after the first event, I didn't know you guys breathed that hard during a workout. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I was actually your judge with CrossFit Kilo in 2018 at Regionals. Oh, nice. For one of your events. And so, yeah, I got an up close, uh, got an up close view of, of your technique and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was, uh, I went, I went and looked back at the Rogue Invitational and Granite Games because I was judging both of those events and I, you and I did not cross paths at all. And I don't think at Mayhem either. I didn't, I was judging Mayhem, but I didn't end up on the floor too often actually judging because we were doing some behind the scenes work, but, um, but we did have a nice conversation, which was fun. And I am super excited um, to see your future. You are like, I think a little underrated in the environment right now. And I'm so excited that you um, you took the opportunity to come and talk to us about, you know, what you've got going on and what your goals are. We will absolutely, you know, be watching you going forward. Now, have you have you done any of these like long form interviews in the past? Um, no, this be my first one, I think. <laughs> your first interview. I'm so excited about that. Okay, awesome. cool. Very cool. Um, so we broke the news that this guy is going to go to the games this year. And uh, that just means, Colton, that you have to come back whenever we ask you to <laughs> so that Absolutely. we can talk again. We get exclusivity now. We're going to, well, I'll, I'll send you something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, if Sean and Tommy <laughs> want to talk to you, you're allowed to talk to them, I guess. But that's it. I don't know. We'll see. They, they <laughs> seem to hate on us, on shorter athletes. Oh. Jokingly. They don't, yeah, These are big well, guys. It's okay. Yeah. No, no rig shakers over here. It's okay. Yeah. We're fine. But this has been a really fun hour. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, we'll be seeing you on the circuit, hopefully, um, definitely online and hopefully someday in person, you know, when, when all this blows over, but we wish you the best of luck in the open. We will definitely be watching. And hope, hopefully COVID finishes up soon and we can catch you live and in person at one of these events. Uh, Cause Kat and I want to do some traveling this year. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, enjoy awesome. the rest of your day. Get to those wall balls. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Thank See you. See you, bud. Thank you, guys. Take it yeah. easy. As a listener of the show, you can get 15% off everything except special editions and new releases when you use the code Clydesdale15 at checkout. That's Clydesdale15, all caps, at rxsmartgear.com. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use 
and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.